From Destroy the Hairdresser, I'm Sid Charisse. And I'm David Bosher, and you're listening to Bleached. Okay. We are back in the studio. <laughs> and our, we are our second live go. on Instagram. Yeah. Second go in the studio, live on Instagram, trying to bring you guys as much content as we possibly can. It's mm-hmm. exhausting. Um, but I'm happy that we're doing this. It Me takes too. us an hour to get here. It does take an hour to get here. <laughs> it's okay. The I, first time we took cars and we were like... It was ridiculously expensive. Yeah. I used to live around here. I remember. I used to live off of Wilson Avenue. Is that what it was? Wilson Avenue. Wilson Avenue. Yeah. Right. And uh, it was interesting living out here. It was far away from the city. And then you moved closer and yeah. I lived with you. And then we Slowly moved closer and closer and closer. <laughs> until we got into the city. Like my next apartment will be in Central Park. Like you'll be living amongst the trees in a like a treehouse. They'll they'll yes. sell those for like a million dollars. I'm sure. Yep. Um, last it's been a time, fun journey. Last time we were here, uh, I was very sick. And you were I barely made it. <laughs> it's been about a month, and I'm still sick, guys. Like I <laughs> still barely made it through. I don't understand what's happening. But if anybody has any, I'm reaching out to you guys. Holistic remedies. Oh great! Now the inbox for, is going to be flooded. I with- know. Ridiculous remedies. Holistic remedies for a cough? Just a cough. That's all I have left. It just will not go away. it's lingering. Yeah. It's scary. I don't love it. It is terrifying. (laughs) I'm fine. (laughs) I'll be okay. (laughs) No, but we have a lot to go over today. We wanted to talk about um, a hair story article that we cannot find. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So we're going to be referencing that. And hopefully we can post it. Yeah, I'd um, like to get it up on the Instagram so that you guys can read it and have some sort of feel of what we're talking about. Yeah, but we're going to discuss that today. We're also going to go over our new tour coming up. <laughs> and what else are we talking about? Lots of other things. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so um, why don't we start with the tour? Because I think yeah. that is... Well, why don't we start with Michael Gordon? Okay, hit it. Okay. Action. So this coming weekend... Hopefully, this will be posted later today. So mm-hmm. when you hear me say this, you'll have time to buy tickets. We're, we still have a few tickets left for you to come and sit with us while we interview the one and only Michael Gordon. I am so excited it's, to sit with that man on stage. We had a little meeting with him the other day, and it's going to be good. Yeah. We have all the talking points that he wants to talk about, and I'm just excited for everyone to be there. And everyone that's there gets to meet him and ask him questions and yeah. he'll be hanging out. So I, and a lot of his friends are coming. A lot of um, industry leaders will be there. Um, you know, the best part is that we get to interview him, and I think that's really cool because usually we're on the other side of it. Yeah. And so to have us interviewing him, like, I feel like I'm going to be sitting there with my questions just being like, what did you do with that? <laughs> Not being able to get it out. Like, you're going to have to throw something at me. No, I'm excited. And we're going to have – Hair Story is going to be there. Hair Brain is going to be there. Um, a bunch of people from Left Brain Group are going to be there. It's going to be – Yeah, all of our friends. It's going to be a good time. We're, I'm really excited. A lot of our students are showing up. Yeah. Um, that are fly, Some are flying in, and then a lot of our New York students are coming, which is cool. Right. And uh, some of our junior coaches will be there as well, so that will be fun. And um, after we interview Michael Gordon, we are doing a talk. Yes. We are doing a – like about a 45-minute talk on um, its generational marketing, but we're really going to be focusing and talking about Generation Z, which is the 22 and youngers. We mentioned it a little bit. Uh, the 22 and youngers. Those whippersnappers. <laughs> <laughs> we, <laughs> yeah, it's kind of bizarre to think that, like, that's 
I still think I'm 22, so it blows my mind that I'm not. Yeah. Like, when I meet a 22-year-old, I'm always like, I'm like oh, we're the same. Yeah. We're, <laughs> we are the same. We're one. And um, they're like, you're old. And I'm like, And okay. then when they don't know who, like, I remember I was talking to a friend of mine, I was, uh, her daughter is going to be, she's 18. And I was like, you know, Ashton Kutcher. And she's like, who's Ashton Kutcher? I'm like. Like, you don't know punk? How do you not know who? I mean. I referenced Pee Wee Herman the other day, and you had no idea what I was. T- I know who Pee Wee Herman I didn't is. Remember the quote? No, I don't remember the quote. Um, I never watched it. Yeah, I just know the crazy individual. I always thought he was a pedophile. I don't know. Was that a thing? <laughs> it wasn't. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, <sighs> but anyway, we're gonna be talking about generational marketing for Generation Z and what this next generation, what it's gonna look like coming into the workforce, and as salon owners, how to manage them and to hire them. And when to fire them. And for also for that generation, like kind of giving them clarity on what to to look forward to in the salon world. And mm-hmm. it's gonna be I'm excited about our talk. Yeah. As well. Because I just think it's gonna be Well, a lot of a lot of uh, salon owners, a lot of um stylists that age group and beyond, like all trying to work together, don't really understand how to work with other generations. Yeah. And so I think it's a really good thing to hone in on that and to kind of give everybody light on like this is what everybody wants and this is how to work together and this is how to be successful exactly and i think that they offer something like generations get we're going to talk about this but generations get frustrated with each other because they do things differently and it's like there's so much to learn from yeah. that and that's what we're gonna learn about there's so, so much to learn i wish i would remember that lesson like when i was younger and like everybody was like this is gonna come in handy one day and i'm like yeah right grandpa like yeah. <laughs> don't never, talk to me yeah and then later on i'm like that was the best advice i've ever got but then we have a social hour um that's gonna be the most fun yeah it's our sunday social we're interviewing we're talking we're having fun and then we're gonna all be able to mingle and talk and meet each other and have a good time so i'm i'm just excited to be doing something in new york that's yeah it's going to be this Sunday, August 12th, mm-hmm. and it's going to be down on Water Street, so yeah. come last excited. minute. Yeah. We'll get we'll get you a ticket. Just show on up. Show up. <laughs> we'll get you signed in. We'll get you, we'll get you paid up, and you'll be able to hang out with us, but I'm really, really excited. I feel like New Yorkers, also being a New Yorker, I can say this, that we kind of think we know everything. Mm-hmm. And so I think it was hard. It's Well, on our last tour, we couldn't get stops in New York for some reason. No, I think, yeah. I, well, I think it's because, like, New York and California, like, L.A. and New York. They're like, we don't need help. Yeah, I think. I don't want to learn anything I think, new. like, pe- you know, people in those areas, specifically, like, the bigger cities, believe that they're. <laughs> believe that they're. Um, like, they're the ones generating the new content. Mm-hmm. And so they think that, like, who's going to show them besides... I also think major cities are thriving because of the new people with desires and dreams coming in constantly, oh, yeah. rotating that around versus the people that are, like, getting stuck and, you know, being... No, like, it's it's interesting to plat- watch. Like, so kind of plateauing. That's why I think, we're, like, it's been interesting trying to get people from New York to come to classes. I don't think it's... And I think about, like, the last time I went to a class and it wasn't, like... Oh, my God. I haven't been to a class in New York. Yeah. I've been to, like, other classes, but not in New York. So I try to go as many as I can. But it's a, I think it's, like, a big city thing. Like, yeah. Like, I don't need that. Yeah. Right? I'm busy. Which is sad. Which is sad because we all need it. <laughs> so hopefully everyone can take advantage of it. Um, I know a lot of people are flying in, like you said, and that's that's exciting. I'm just yeah. excited to see everybody. So that's Michael Gordon, August 12th. 12th. And then September 23rd and 24th. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. We are kicking off 
Our tour. Our tour. Our risky business tour. So last year, you guys remember, we did the Destroy Bad Business Tour. And this year, well, it's in the same year. We finished at the beginning of this year with the Destroy Bad Business Tour. But now we are kicking off in September our risky business tour. In Nashville. Mm-hmm. I never thought you would do it again. <laughs> I, it was a traumatic I was, experience. I for sure thought I made him go on tour. I made him do this. I was like, we have to go on tour. We have to do this. It was a blast. I was it was on, so much fun. I was on 30 planes. Yeah. We were exhausted. We were flying to other places in between our tour stops. like trying. At to, some point, we should just get a bus. Yeah. Oh, my God. And just like drive cross country. and Taking that. I will make that happen for sure. Because the plane... The planes killed me. Yeah. And then I went overseas. I took a break in the middle. That mm-hmm. killed me as well. So <laughs> the whole thing was a lot. So This is zombie David, and he's coming back. <laughs> oh, my gosh. For... So I so Sid made all that happen. It was wildly successful. I'm just requesting that we don't do 18 classes We're going to do it a little month. differently. We, yeah. we were trying to do, like, our stops where we would, like, fly into one stop, teach, fly to another that night, teach the next day, yeah, leave. None of that fly to, Yeah. And it was like it was slowly killing our body. So we're gonna do it a lot differently, a lot, uh, a lot more. I don't want to stay in a hotel either. I want to fly in, fly out. The other thing was we stayed in some hotels that were okay. A couple of them were horrific. (laughs) They were horrific. San Francisco being one of the hotels. We went to like we walked in and walked right back out. I looked at Sid. I was like, "Book another hotel immediately because I'm not staying." Here. Like I sat on the bed and a spring like went up my butt pretty much. Like that's that's exactly what happened. San Francisco was not my favorite place. I I loved the people. I feel like it was one of yeah, the best. Yeah, it classes. was one of the best classes. But I had a really hard time. It was rough. I saw someone get mugged. Yeah, like in front you, of all of us. You were like, "Get me back to New York like, right now." I was like, "I feel safer walking the streets of New York City." <laughs> At 1 a.m. that I do here in the middle of the day. It was like noon, and she was just <laughs> mugged. It was crazy. Like, and, like, no one did anything. Nothing. Nothing I, at it all. It was bizarre. Um, but we'll come back to San Francisco. Oh, we'll for just, sure. uh, We're going to come wherever you guys want us, pretty much. So we put out um, a post that said, we are looking for host salons. We are looking for host salons, our people. Oh. And... Um, if you are a salon that is that would like us to come visit you and wants to host us, please DM us on Instagram or email us info at destroythehairdresser.com, and we will give you all the info um, that you will need to have us come. Yeah, we're... We already have a few set up, yeah. so I'm excited. And places that we haven't been yet. I know Phoenix. Yeah. Which is great. We might have one in Pittsburgh. And there was another one I can't remember. There's a lot. Yeah. And then there were people that were DMing us, so... Mm-hmm. DM us. We will set you up with Erin. She will give you all the details. But we are very, 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 very excited. Yeah. Just like last time, it's going to be a five-hour day, two hours in the morning, lunch break, two hours in the evening. And those two hours in the evening are breakout sessions where Sid will take anyone working behind the chair, and I will take anyone in leadership, and we will rock Rip you apart in the most world. positive way ever. Yeah. It's going to be fun. And our photo shoot, should we just tell them what we're doing? No, we oh, have okay. to keep that one a secret because it's going to be so good. But the photo shoot's happening soon. Yeah. And just, when, when the press comes out for the tour, you guys are going to be so excited. Like, it's probably the best thing we've ever done. I'm excited for it. Yeah, me too. It'll be fun. But we are kicking, we're kicking off the tour in Nashville. Um, so if you are in Nashville, get your tickets now with the Left Brain group. Mm-hmm. And we're doing the Nashville. It's a shorter, it's a shorter version in Nashville. Mm-hmm. It's like a, because it's not a full day class. And it's choose your own adventure. Yeah. So That's there's going to the be like part. how many artists? Like 14? Mm-hmm. And you can 
buy tickets to whatever classes you want and all day you just go to whatever classes you want which yeah. I think is so cool so you're not you don't you get to choose among the artists you can go to all of them you can go to some of them you can get, you know you can do nighttime you can do daytime you can do lunchtime yeah. and I think each artist is putting on two shows yeah and so you can pick which show that you want to be at so we will be in Nashville I'm super excited we have friends in Nashville yeah. that we haven't seen in a long time I think we're just <clears> on <throat> Monday yeah so the 24th mm-hmm. so if you want to but the show is the 23rd the show is 20, yeah the show is 23rd and 24th our class is specifically on the 24th if you want to come see us. So, and Buy I tickets for the whole thing. Just do it. Like, what are you waiting for? Garrett's going to be there. I'm so excited to see Garrett. Dre is going to be, be there. there. You're going to get tons of cool people, cool education. Yeah. So um, that's with the Left Brain Group. And then, ironically, so we start our we start our tour in Nashville with the Left Brain Group, and we end our tour in New Orleans with the Left Brain Group mm-hmm. at Bayou St. Blanc. Just like we did with this last tour. Yes. Uh, I think that's going to be our trend. We always want to yeah. end in New Orleans because it was, like, almost like it – was, it was such a great way to end the yeah. tour, you know? Like, we were surrounded by our whole Left Brain Group family. Uh, we were in New Orleans in the middle of whatever parade they were doing that weekend, which was – Well, that's just – yeah, it was just, just always Orleans. a parade. And it was just, it was just crazy. Like it was such a, it was such a great time to like just hang out with people and meet yeah. new people and um, just to meet all of you. So yeah, it's a. I feel like there's like a whole community being built around um, all the artists of the Left Brain Group. Mm-hmm. So it feels cool to be a part of that. So we yeah. start with them, we end with them. Yeah, that's it's really cool. Be- we haven't done that yet. Yeah. So maybe that could be a new, a new trend. Okay, jumping into the nitty gritty. Let's okay, talk so, products. So you guys have heard us talk about how we feel about products in salon a lot and how they can be beneficial and how they cannot be. And Hair Story put out an article um, that came from a research company, which is the New Product Development Group, and they actually confirmed that products, selling products of the big product companies were actually taking money from Hairstylist, and we're going to try to get this. There was a specific number, and I can't remember. It was like over $300 million a year. From the industry. From, yeah, big companies are taking from From the stylist behind the chair. And how smaller brands like Hair Story or Reverie are switching that consciousness and kind of pushing to um, make it so that the hairstylist is now in charge of that. And they're actually making commission, and they're making making money off of selling the product. So I'm very, like – and uh, like, I think my stance uh, with product is like, get rid of it. I mm-hmm. just think it's worthless. I just think there's too many. There's too many. Because we've all been challenged to go with like one thing and be like, create this. And we, we've been able to do it. And yeah. it, I'm not saying that they're not all wonderful things. But it's like, at the same time, I just think it's like. It's like, find what you like, be done with it. No wonder the clients are confused. Or and no wonder they don't want to buy anything. Because every time they come in, they're being told to buy something different. Because we're being pressed to push something. And it's like. They're not done with the yeah. products that are working for them. So, like, how can I sell them more? Yeah. And the reality is, like, I know that with my clients, it's – you need this one thing. Mm-hmm. This is the one thing you need. You do not need anything else. Everything else depends on – And when you're done with it, you keep coming and buying it from me. <laughs> yeah. And everything depends on the cut and the color. It doesn't – like, you don't need 18 things. You don't need this sp- – like, I don't – I'm just – it's so ridiculous. And my whole theory is that if you buy a product from a comp- – like, if you're a salon owner and you're or you're working for yourself and you're buying product – you buy a product for $2, you sell it for $4, you have to buy it again for $2, you made $0. <laughs> so it, the process of product just seems insane to me unless you mark it up three times, then what, you made $2. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I don't, 
unless you want unless you're like a product junkie like that's what your salon is all about and you guys love that then I don't see any benefit Mm -hmm. at all and then they try to like you try to get you in like oh the more you sell the more education points okay well stop getting education points and just spend make money to spend on education right it's not I don't know I just think the setup is so bizarre mm-hmm. I'm really over it there has something has to change like something has to give because yeah. the industry didn't used to be like that and now it's completely shifted where it's more of like um, we like as hairstylists we've lost a lot of our power and it's yeah. been taken by product it's been taken by product sales and it's been taken by you know um, customer service which I'm not saying those things are bad but it's like there has to be some sort of balance between the three yeah. Where we're worth our time and our experience, but we're also being able to, you know, provide a product that it works for our client, but we're also being able to, you know. We went from, like, artist to money. service provider to, like, customer to service. Slave to slave. To, like, <laughs> yeah. And then it's, like, we just work to, I don't know. It's becoming, it's becoming bizarre. And I think that's what's interesting about the next generation of kids, 22 and younger. They're, like, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to sell your product. I'm not going to hit your benchmarks. I'm just, if you don't want me to work for you, I'll just open up my own space. Yeah. And they're doing that. Yeah. There's been this huge shift in the industry where everybody's moving out on their own. Yeah. And they're not working for salons anymore. And they're not working for brands or they're creating their own brands or they're creating their own image. Yeah. And but I, that's only, I love it. I love it too. That's only happening to salons that aren't loosening up yeah. how they do business with their staff, right? Which the whole thing about product, I could go on and on and on. But the second thing that we want to talk about was – is that what I want to talk about? Yeah, loosening up. Yeah. And so we have a few ways that – Salons are holding so tight to their staff, yeah, and almost out of fear, um, yeah. or or pressure from you know the the companies that they're working for. But one of the things that I've been seeing lately, and I'm hearing from a lot of our students or just people in the industry, is they're in is apprentice programs, like assistant yeah. programs. Something has to change. I don't know. I don't know what this is about, but it's <laughs> it's become this thing. They're like, you're gonna go to school for. A year and a half to two years, mm-hmm. and then you're going to be my assistant for two to three years. Yeah, that's that's not going to work for. And that's not as an adult going into the workforce. A lot of people are not babies. Yeah, coming, like a lot of people are like middle aged, late twenties, thirties, getting their hair license, and you're going to make them work for minimum wage for another two and a half. No, especially so that's insane. like a total of anywhere from three to five years before you actually get to start making money. For the the hair that you're doing. No one and has I, time to do that. Who has time? Especially coming from a program that we teach where we push our students to accomplish their five-year goals in a year Six or less. Six months, yeah. yeah. So it's like I can't imagine. You know, one of the best advice I, that I've ever got was from our teacher. And she always says that, um, you know, money will always come and go. But time is priceless. Like you – if you spend it, you don't get it back. So to always think about how you're spending your time. Mm. And I cannot imagine spending my time making minimum wage for three years, working 50 hours a week to not grow. And let me clarify that I think assistant programs are absolutely necessary for someone straight out of school. But it has to be redone. It has to be redone. And I think it's necessary. Like if you guys want them to blow dry a certain way or apply color a certain way or do Mm -hmm. things a certain way, that's fine. But they don't need to be in a program for two years. Absolutely. To prove anything to you. Well, I think what happens and too, if you're if you are in a program where you feel like trapped or stuck, leave. Yeah, there's literally you you can do better. Yeah, 
Absolutely. And if you, it takes you two and a half years to learn something properly, then it's not you that does, that's taking that long. It's the salon A doesn't have space for you, so they draw it out. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know, in two years, then you're you not have ready, a but they really aren't ready to put you on the floor. Yeah. <laughs> so call people out on their bullshit. You have mm-hmm. total permission from me. We tell our <laughs> salon owners all the time that they shouldn't be hiring assistants if they're not able to have them as an employee or right. at least a future employee. Right. And there has to be some sort of structure where if a stylist, if you're required to do 14 models at a certain amount of, you know, a certain amount of processes or a certain amount of colors, a certain amount of cuts or a certain amount of days of education, for them to be able to complete those in a fast-track matter. So if it's models that are holding them back and they're willing to bring all the models within a three-month span, why can't they complete the program within six months? You know, why are we holding them to do it longer? If you can't teach someone something in six months, A, you don't know how to teach, and B, they don't know how to learn yeah. if they're not if they're not grasping it. So that's when you just let someone go or you quit because it, six months is enough. Yeah. It just – it just was, And it, honestly, it – it's, unre- it's unreal to me the expectation of people to not make money for a certain amount of years to, like, earn some sort of – like are paying their dues like this is such what it's doing is it's creating this culture of like like mistreating each other yeah because they were mistreated I had to do it so you have to do it so now you have to do it it's like no someone has to change like who's gonna stay up stand up and like create this change because it has to happen I used to tell my salon owners that in their assistant program they should let the assistants do hair once a week where they're required to bring in a certain amount of clients a month And that day was the hair day that they brought in clients. And obviously, they would be paid hourly. So as a salon owner, you're getting the commission from their their appointments, but they're still getting paid. They're not losing their experience behind the chair, but they're also building the clientele. So when they do go on the floor as a stylist, they have a clientele pre-booking already while they're in assistant program. So it's like foolproof because as soon as they get out of their assistant program, they have a full clientele. And the reality is that if they're your, if you're a salon owner and you're working behind the chair and you want them to be trained properly, then you need to be able to train them for the rest of their career with you. Yeah, it's not like oh now they know everything and they can't like you have to be in a space where you're always going to be educating people. It's like you don't even know everything. Yeah, <laughs> like that's the other I- thing. There's there's two things here. <coughs> One, if you want your if you want your people to stay educated, then you need to stay educated. And two. Stop trying to make it hard for people because it was hard for you. That's mm-hmm. the whole. That's like the whole point of like making things better is to make it easier for the next group of people coming in. And there's all this like resentment of new people coming in and changing the game. It's like they're not changing the game. They're going off of what you did, and then they're making their own path. So, they're making it either you know better or stronger, or refining it. Yeah, everyone's like, oh, they're ruining it. They're not ruining. They're rebels. It. They're no. not. No one's ruining anything. <laughs> No, I think it's silly to have this culture in our industry where we're being abused. Stop telling people they have to work for two to three years until they start making money. Mm -hmm. That is abusive. It is ridiculous. It is a joke. It is a lie. If someone is not – if someone is not – if you can't train someone six months, then don't hire them. Yeah. There's something else wrong. Let me tell you something. If I came into an assistant program and they told me that it was two years, I want – the best assistant program that I've ever been in my life. Like, I want to, I want the most education. And they're not. Yeah. I've not seen one program that's actually And it needs worth to it. end on that two-year mark. Like, as a celebration of, like, you have completed. You're on the floor. A lot of times, it's the stylist being like, um, I've been here for three years. Yeah. And they're like, oh, well, <laughs> we should put you on the floor. Like, no. Yeah. I would love, honestly, 
everybody that's listening, if you went through a bad assistant program, please tell us your story. Please tell us because I want to hear it. I want to write it. I want to. I want to read it on the air. Yeah, it's it's so it's so interesting. Like I think that people hire. I think salon owners who, by the way, are just hairdressers. Yeah, <laughs> I think who went through this experience. Yeah, I think they're just like. I don't know how to hire people. I think I want to, like, hire someone. I'm going to train them. And then, like, if there's room, I'll put them on the floor. But, like, you can't do that to someone. Mm-hmm. It's like ghosting someone. Yeah. It's like dating someone and you don't, you know, communicate it's properly. Like it's tying it's, a string around their neck and just dragging them around It's leading them years. on. It's da- everything we talk about is, like, dating. Everything is the same. This whole industry is one big bad Tinder. <laughs> <laughs> it's awful. <laughs> If you're putting someone through a six month to two year program of trying to date yeah. you, it's it's also That's bad. Gaslighting. <laughs> it's like not good. Yeah, then tell Stockholm them it's their syndrome. fault. Yeah. <laughs> like you can't date them because they're not ready. <laughs> this is like a Beauty and the Beast situation. Like, hundred <laughs> percent. So. Yeah, I think simply said, six-month program for apprentice, that's enough. Yeah. If you can't train someone or they're not learning in six months, they probably shouldn't work there. Or you probably also, shouldn't train people. Don't you want them to be making money for you rather than you paying them <laughs> so hourly? So bizarre. Salonors to the, sit around? Salonors are the only people that I know that would rather pay someone to be an apprentice than take a risk and put them on the floor and see what happens. Also, if they're not going to have the desire to build their clientele, then get rid of them. Like, yeah. it's really simple. I don't... Six months, stop paying them hourly, put them yeah. on the floor, see what they can do. Yeah. No one ever that. learns by uh, – I never learned anything from an assistant program. I took what I learned from the assistant program, realized I didn't know anything, and then I had to, like, have real-life street smarts of how to build my business. <laughs> street cred. Yeah. Otherwise, there was nothing – like, <clears throat> I don't know. I just – I agree with you. There's a huge downfall. We're, we'll just make it destroy the hairdresser assistant program. I know. We're going to have to. And then to. we'll just sell it to you guys, and you guys can just use it. <laughs> That's easier, no? Follow these rules. <laughs> Here you go. So my thing, which – so I coach I coach leadership mainly, people that are in leadership, salon owners, managers, all that. And the number one – well, the number one thing that I hear all the time is my staff doesn't appreciate anything, which is also a bunch of bullshit mm-hmm. <laughs> because that's like, that's like saying your kids don't appreciate anything. It's like, no, you decided to open a business. It's your responsibility to take care of these people. So – the idea is the that I always hear from salon owners, um, my staff won't get off their phones. Mm-hmm. I don't want them to have their phones on the floor. They're always, you know, texting. Okay. So I actually had one student. Hopefully he doesn't get mad that I share the story, but no one knows who it is. They always know who they are when I would talk about <laughs> I them, though, because they'll always be like, heard you talk about me on the podcast. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. But basically – you know, the staff is always on their phone and it drives him insane. And he's not the only person. It drives everyone insane. Mm-hmm. But, like, you're going to learn in our class on August 12th in New York, the next generation, people that are 22 years and younger, we're not even talking about millennials. Millennials are kind of, like, back and forth. They can be off their phones. Millennials are actually in their 30s now, guys. So, like, yeah. I think everybody forgets that. Yeah. But 22 and younger, Generation Z, they are, they're not going to get off their phone. Mm-mm. Stop asking them. Stop telling them. Because then they'll go sit in the bathroom on their phone and then they'll just be in another room doing it. <laughs> Stop. Or they just won't work for you. Yeah. And the reality is that though we might find it unprofessional, let's be real, what's unprofessional now and what was unprofessional before are very different. Mm-hmm. Right? I don't think it's unprofessional to check your phone yeah. while you're doing hair. I don't. I just don't. I, don't. I don't think anyone else – I don't think the client even Mm-mm. thinks it is or cares or notices. Now, I wouldn't take a phone call. No. But – 
like there are just things that are a little bit different. And the reality is that you need as a salon owner or anyone in leadership, let people be on their phones and use it to promote your business. Yeah. Make them be on their phones. Say, if you're going to be on your phone at work, you're going to be posting to Instagram. You're going to be posting the salon. You're going to be posting your work. You're going to be posting. You're going to be tagging your clients. I want to see you doing a live. You're doing lives. Tutorials. You can fucking interview your clients. Whatever you want to do, make them work their social media for in your advantage. Stop tumble, trying to get them to stop you. Yeah, that, that's switch the, your consciousness about it. Like yeah. it's like instead of being on one side of the gram, I like when I taught for destroy bad business. I taught instead of being on the side of the gram where you are uh, focusing on the how many likes you're getting and how many of this focus yourself on putting yourself out there yeah and so if salons can do that as well like you should be telling your staff I want you to do a one salon one of our students did this and. Um, I'm not going to say names, but <laughs> I have two of her employees as my students. Right. And she made them do lives and be uncomfortable and do lives like every other day. And now they just continue to do it. Right. And so they're doing little tutorials and they're doing these things. And honestly, if you push your stu- your students, your your stylist, your staff, even yourself, set an example to do those things and be on your phone in a positive way, it is so much better. I had one of my students say, how do I get – she was like on board. She's like, how do I get my staff to be more – involved in social media and promoting the the business i go well how involved are you on your social media and promoting your business mm-hmm. and she said i don't i'm like well then you can't ask them to yeah that's insane yeah to ask someone to do something that you don't do and it made sense because it's like it's just bizarre to be like no i want my you have to do this and you're not doing like it's like old school lead by example mm-hmm. we don't have to even go into that but if your staff isn't doing something, it's because you're not doing it. If your staff is doing something that you don't like, it's mostly because you're doing it as yeah. well. So I just think that giving your staff total freedom and promoting the use of their phones and iPads and whatever the hell else they have, yeah. I think is extremely beneficial. Also we just hired them. Yeah. We just hired four new coaches. We're like, build, build your list of students by using your social media you know, talking about destroy the hairdresser, it doesn't just promote them; it promotes us as a whole. And to t- what if I told them they couldn't say the? Na- what if I? What if we told them they couldn't like? Can use, you imagine? You can't say destroy the hairdresser. You need you to can't find say- students, but you cannot say you're a part of. Yeah, <laughs> like it's silly. You can't post on social media. Like that would be impossible. It creates resentment too, and I, I think one thing that I see as a trend in salons too is they're not letting, um, they're not tagging their staff on the salon social media, and I think. It's bizarre. It's so ridiculous because I feel like they do it to protect the clientele so that the clientele stays active in the salon. But the truth is, if I want to find you, I will find you (laughs) on Instagram. I will. I will find you on Instagram. I will find you on Facebook. I will search you. If I have your card, I will find you. I could reverse look up your number. Like, we could – like, this generation is like FBI agents when it comes to finding things on the internet. So the clients will find you. And so if you – also, if that stylist decides to leave, yes, you might lose clients, but you don't really realize how much you're going to stay. Yeah. Because even if you try to make them stay, they will still find the stylist if they really want to be with them, or they're going to choose the location and be like, give me someone else. If if you have – I talk about this all the time. If you have stylists that want to go off and create their own thing, you should be investing in their business and making money off it. Mm-hmm. Every month, making money off your investment. Let me help you find a studio. Jeez. It's like missed opportunities. Salon owners are – they've got to get more like – business savvy if i have someone who i know is going to go out and start their own business they have a full clientele and they're taking that clientele from my business i'm going to give them you know 
10, 20, 30, 40,000 dollars and be like, here, start your business. I want to make this much uh, like through interest. Yeah. Like it's a very easy conversation. And let me tell you, people, Silas that are going off on their own would love the help. Yeah. And why burn bridges? Especially when they've been part of your staff for like 10 plus yeah. years. It's just take these opportunities are so priceless and everyone's ruining them because they're reactive. Yeah. They're just overreacting. They're mad. There's a lot of ego. <laughs> they're mad. I can't believe they would do that. It's like you can't. That's the. That's literally what our business – that's how you build your business in our business. You build it at someone else's salon and then you take it somewhere else. Well, this is not news. Mm-mm. This is what happens. There's also a flip side of it for stylists because a lot of times when people leave is they leave because there's no more growth. Yeah. And so if there's no more education or they don't have a different role, there's not more responsibility, there's no more – there's, there's no reason to stay anymore because there has to be something to chase. And so we've taught a lot of our salon owners to vest them as partnership. Mm-hmm. So open another location with them being a partner. Yeah. Offer them those. If not, then let them go and do their own thing. But if you're a hairstylist and you've reached that point of there's no more growth in your salon, but you're really happy within your space, talk to your owner about maybe let's – how can I be a partner in this yeah. business? How can I be more than this? I've invested 10 years of my life and my career – into your business, how can I be a part of it now? Yeah. And so as much and, as – And I will tell you this. Salon owners are always looking for help. Help. Yeah. <laughs> as much as salon owners are, like, mad that people are leaving, stylists have to stand up too and say, hey, can I be a part of this? Yeah. Like, Everyone needs to have open conversations. Absolutely. Stop being hairdressers that don't know anything about business and start being business people that do hair because it's just like – Yeah. Take the time to learn. The beauty industry is the fastest growing industry in the world. Mm-hmm. So no one needs to be afraid of it collapsing when and our economy went down we actually ro- yeah. we, we were our <laughs> we were growing we were growing because people didn't have money but the money that they did have they wanted to spend on feeling good because they did not feel good in this economy yeah so don't worry uh the the business <clears throat> isn't going anywhere so just get smart about it how can you use it to benefit everybody it can, it can be win-wins that you don't have to like plan walkouts and create some you don't have to create competition like everything can be done in mm-hmm. a very proactive business savvy way where everybody's winning but it requires people to be conscious and to be open and to listen and to stop being reactive which is what we teach yeah (laughs) if you are a student in our coaching program we encourage these conversations um while being comfortable uncomfortable it is still something that's going to put you in a place of success and to be honest the real i mean the real way to make money in america is by investments Mm -hmm. it's not through working 70 hours and collecting a paycheck it's about taking money either you're saving it and it's not collecting anything or you're putting it into a business and it's also being saved and you're making money back it's like invest start investing stylists and salons need to invest into each other you're investing your time as a stylist into the space to build this salon build this business so that you can be a part of it in the future right and the salon owners should offer a program that eventually after a certain amount of time and growth and goals and levels or whatever we want to call them that we've reached that the salon is offering them partnership. Yeah, because if you have a stylist that climbed that ladder and is successful, yeah. go into business with exactly. them. Exactly. Open a second location <laughs> with them. Have them run it. Put them in charge. And we then sh- one day you just get to walk away and live on the beaches of Tulum and like <laughs> <laughs> live your best life because you have a bunch of salons that you've invested in the staff that are taking it over for yeah. you. That's we have some- to be – why are we doing that? Yeah, I know. That? <laughs> like, wait a minute. <laughs> That's what our new coaches are for. We're, yeah, exactly. we're investing in them so that we can we can live on the beach. <laughs> then, and then when we die, they can live on the beach. <laughs> Retirement at 40. Goals. <laughs> um, but no, I think – so I think the assistant program, the phones. I also have a – do you have another one on there? 
No. Mm-mm. I have a thing about scheduling. Um, I work I work with a lot of new salon owners. Luckily, I've been able to work with people that are just opening salons, so we've been able to do it the DTH way, which I think is more proactive and easier for everyone's lives. And one of the things is stop making a schedule. Let people create their own schedules. What do you want to work? Let, create, let people work when they want to. By forcing people to work is not going to, especially in a service industry that requires people to be in their chair, you're not making any money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, they're not making any money. They hate you. Because you work them make a Monday morning where no one wants to yeah, come in and they're just sitting around all day. Because you have a schedule. But it's like we don't we, – why are we making – we're not a restaurant, right? We're not a doctor's office. We're not like let people build their business the way they want to build it, live the li- their lives the way they want to live them, and they won't leave. Mm-hmm. But when you're like, you know I – remember, I remember at a salon I used to work, it was like you would have to make up time. It's like well, <laughs> making up time. I don't – there's no just point. Up, that's my favorite when salons are like, I'm going to make them work this shift where no one comes in. Yeah. Just hoping that someone comes in or calls. No. And then I'm going to get mad at them when they're sitting on their phone yeah. because there's nothing to do. Yeah. Or they're eating lunch. And then my or, favorite is they go, well, go hand out cards on the street. On the street. No, first of all. What, are we in Vegas? No like, one wants no. that. No one wants your card. No one wants to talk to you on the street. Mm-mm. I mean, even in New York City, you avoid those people as quickly yeah. as they're like, they I'm hate always you. Like, I'm late. Like, no. I'm <laughs> and now it's like you're basically it's giving so them trash to throw away. Yeah, you're like littering. You're spending money <laughs> to give people something to throw in the garbage. It's also just cheap. It's just, I, th- I think it's so tacky. I think, yeah, I I do think if you're in like a place where there's a lot of walkthrough traffic, like in Brooklyn or, or you know, places like that, like, I would stand outside just to stand outside because and it's hang beautiful. out with people and chat, hang out, but or like don't just hand out questions. A card. I Ugh. would talk to them, but a card, yeah. Use your social media. Enough people are watching. Enough people want to to hang out with you and see the work that you're doing and be part of that. That you can build a business of it. It's all about that hashtag. It's all it's all about that location tag. <laughs> if you need help with your social media, you should definitely <laughs> try the Hair Babes program. It is social media marketing, branding, and all about raising your prices. Mm-hmm. More money. More Efficient money. brand. Influencer. Yeah. It's a cool program. Check it out on our website. Um, but I think, and if you're in leadership and you and you like what we're saying or you hate what we're saying but you know that we're right, you can always yeah. uh, reach out to us for the Hair Boss program. Uh, it's all about changing your leadership style and gaining you know modern leadership skills for dealing with different generations that I just think we're not prepared to deal with. Yeah. So we have really cool programs for everybody. Um, and even if you're in leadership and you want to do the the marketing program, it's awesome too. We have one student that just signed up and she's doing the marketing um, for six social months. media for six months. And then she's opening salon in six months. So then she's going to you for yeah. the leadership. So it's like, she's like, I want it all. Yeah. And we have a lot of students that are salon owners that now have put their staff in the hair babes program so that everybody's on the same verbiage everybody's yeah. on the same page and they they're like a well-oiled machine it is just like yeah we have a thriving. salon in canada that put they're one killing of it. Put the both the owners are in um the hair boss program and then they have one of their staff in the hair base program and of all the staff the one in the program is doing the best and he started like early not, on yeah. in his career like not in a place where he was happy and he was like i'm not loving this and now he's like He's the yeah. He's I think like he's one of the highest. The most. Yeah, like he's loving it. So it's really awesome. Yeah. So like I said, first of all, how long have we been talking? Forever. <laughs> it's been. It's how been long enough. Have you been talking. Do you know? <laughs> how much? Thirty nine minutes. That's a perfect amount of time. I'm tired. <laughs> okay. So the 
the rundown of everything that we talked about. Mm-hmm. Michael Gordon, August 12th from 6 to 8 p.m., New York City. You can buy your tickets going to destroythehairdresser.com. It's on the website. It's on the website. If you have questions, you can DM us. We want to see everyone there. I know Michael is super excited to talk to our community of fans, so that'll be cool. Um, And then... Kicking off the tour in September September in Nashville. What dates? 23rd and 24th. Kicking off our Risky Business Tour. Mm -hmm. And I am so excited to see everybody because our last tour was so freaking successful and so awesome it was just Last so incredible where we had 15 stops yeah so i think we should in have, three months i think we should have 20 stops yeah in six months <laughs> september october november december january so five months mm-hmm. we can do 20 stops in five months that's five with stops a break a month. in the holiday we'll figure it out we'll do whatever you guys want to do so, so if any- you're interested in hosting <laughs> us um dm us we'll set everything up our agent will talk to you about pricing we'll talk to you about opportunities we'll talk about scheduling all that and then what else are we doing uh no that's it that's it i mean we have some cool stuff that also i want to talk about that's happening next year but, but we can't we can't tell we gotta, you that. we gotta hold conceal it, it. <laughs> but right. it's been fun yep it's been real that's this is it bleached we love you <laughs> all right bye bye make sure to reach out to us on instagram at destroy the hairdresser And for more information on all of our DTH programs, you can visit us at destroythehairdresser.com.